Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Talking to Star Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesy. Joined by my co host tonight, Dalton Miller and Cole Patterson. We are just a few days away. Uh, by the time this podcast comes out, we'll be 24 hours away from the Hall of Fame game. We will have Cowboys football live on television, and it's going to be a tremendous day. We've come full circle. We went through a rough patch, really a rough season last year with this Cowboys football team. And we're, we're, we're back. We talked a lot last week about expectations, hype, you know, buying or selling hype on some of these players. And we're, we're back to maybe buying a lot more than we're selling, which is something we weren't able to do last year. So while we're trying to temper maybe some of our expectations, we're still excited and we still can't wait to, to get back to Cowboys football. But, um, before we get started talking about some of this hall of fame game, some of these players who've been showing up in practice and maybe some who haven't, how you fellas doing tonight? Doing well, man. I'm ready to see some kind of football on our TVs. Um, it should be exciting, you know. Um, even if it doesn't count, it's always good to see the Cowboys and Steelers play. Yeah. I I am overwhelmed. I'm staring at about 45 different cords around me, two PCs, <laughs> three monitors, two keyboards, two mice. I am dying right now because I'm trying to set up. I'm trying to set up my streaming PC to my gaming PC, and this is not going well at all. Good luck with that. <laughs> I thought you were trying to like tap into the the Game Pass software or something. So we can... I I wish. <laughs> yeah, I, I just got billed for that today, and was like, crap, I forgot Same. to cancel that. So um, yeah, thanks NFL. There's a hundred dollars. Um, but let, let's get, let's dive into this. We're going to talk about a handful of players today that maybe we're not necessarily talking a whole lot about. Maybe, th- maybe they're not having a bad camp, but they're not having the, you know, CD lamb type of camp. They're not having the Trayvon Diggs type of camp. They're not having the Michael Parsons type of camp. Like they're guys who are just kind of flying under the radar right now. And we're hoping that after the Hall of Fame game, we're going to be talking a lot more about them. Maybe they they haven't been practicing a lot. Maybe they've been injured, but we think they'll be back for that Hall of Fame game. And we think that they'll be more talked about afterwards, whether that's a good performance. And maybe we might even mention some guys who might not perform that well in the Hall of Fame game that you know could hurt their you know chances of making the roster. Um, let's start with one... 
Um, a guy that we've talked about a lot on this show this offseason, that's uh, Brent Urban. He came over from Chicago as a defensive tackle um, sign uh, signing, and I feel like we've talked about him a lot as a guy who we expected to come in and earn a starting role on this team, and that's not to say that that's not going to happen, but based on the early signs and the early you know, uh, reports out of camp, we feel like he's second, third team at best um, in camp. So we think that he could show up in this game and maybe take back over that starting potential uh, defensive tackle spot. What do you guys think about Brent Urban and what do you expect him to do um, in game action on Thursday? I mean, yeah, I think, I, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, no, I was just going to say a lot of people were excited uh, when the Cowboys signed him um, from Chicago. I mean, he's not really a flashy name or a household name or anything like that, but he showed some versatility I think we might have lost Cole, but I think we may have as well. I, I'm hoping. Oh, okay. Oh, he's back. He's back. Okay. We lost you at versatility, and we lost him again. All right, there we go. Talk about his versatility. And give, your, give give your opinion. Well, I mean, six foot seven, three hundred, three hundred and five pounds. He's a leaner one technique, and, and when we think of one techniques, we think of these big dudes. Uh, but he has a little bit of athleticism. He's really, really good against the run, and I think that that's something that we might not be able to see as well in practice as we can see from him in game. And so I, I think that he will really come out and kind of uh, prove himself in this Hall of Fame game if he ends up getting. Uh, you know, snaps in the game. Yeah. And to kind of, I guess maybe take off of what Cole was trying to mention there is like his versatility, I think is important. Cause like you said, like really good run defender, but I think he offers a little bit more juice as a pass rusher than maybe some people are giving him credit for. Um, and then the versatility, like Cole mentioned, like the ability to play multiple alignments, you know, in multiple fronts is, is huge. Like you could see him play some base defensive end, some four eye, like five tech, three tech, one tech, like he could play anywhere really. So I think he's a, he's a uh, guy for sure that um, might need those game reps to really flash and show his strengths. And, and, and again, like not saying his weaknesses as well, but he might, sh- he's going to show up more in that game setting more so than the one-on-one reps. I just think that's, that's his forte. Yeah. Cole, you back with us? Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, but you, Pretty much said what I was going to say. Um, I think, yeah, a lot of Cowboys fans were excited when we signed him and everything like that. But things haven't worked out quite as like or quite as what we expected. Um, so the preseason starting on Thursday is an opportunity for Brent Urban to get on track. Um, but yeah, his versatility, his pass rush ability are two things that uh, give you some hope that he can uh, make a strong push um, before the season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's stay on the defensive line and talk about another guy who's been banged up, um, was on the roster last year, but he's been dealing with some, some my, I think minor injuries throughout camp, but that's Bradley Anai. Um, he's a guy that a lot of people liked coming out of the draft, including myself, Dalton. I know you liked him, Cole. I know you liked him as well. Um, he got a little bit of playing time last year, but not a whole lot. Uh, but with, you know, the, the, the bigger, Alden Smith, those type of guys not on the roster, it's really going to come down to um, 
you know, the Dorrance Armstrongs, obviously Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence looking to be the starters. Your your Dorrance Armstrongs, your Chauncey Golsons, like those type of players who are going to get into Bradley a nice snap count and possibly roster spot. Um, Bradley's been banged up. He hasn't been practicing a whole lot, but I think preseason kind of what we mentioned with Brent Urban is kind of where I think Bradley and I is going to show out because he's not this freak athlete. He's not this freak physical specimen. He's just a technician when he rushes the passer. Um, I think he's maybe a little better bit better at defending the run than maybe some give him credit for as well. But I think that his technique um, and his the little bit of athleticism and physical traits he has will show up more in these game settings. So Bradley and I definitely needs, I think, a big preseason in general, but it'd be nice to start in this Hall of Fame game in order to lock in a roster spot and maybe get on the field for some playing time this year. Um, but really, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on Anai and kind of where you guys see him fitting in this preseason and then where he'll maybe fit in after preseason and at the roster cut deadline. Go ahead. Yeah, so Bradley, Bradley and I was uh, kind of like different, uh, I guess, context, but kind of like Brandon Urban, he, was, he came with the Cowboys with some hype, um, but with obviously Bradley and I, he was considered the, to be that steal of the draft and a guy that the Cowboys were lucky to get uh, so late to be what thought he was going to be uh, as high as like a second or third round pick. Somehow he fell all the way to the fifth round. Um, so there's obviously some talent there. Uh, he dropped because of his size, uh, all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, we just haven't seen anything from him in game action. Obviously with the uh, weird COVID year, there wasn't really any opportunities before the regular season last season. And he, uh, he just wasn't able to get on the field with Mike Nolan's defensive staff. Now with uh, Dan Quinn in the building, there's some hope that he does uh, be able to crack a – he is able to crack a, a spot on that roster. Uh, I, I'm excited for him and see what he can do. Um, again, kind of like Brent Urban, this is an opportunity to show the coaching staff that he does deserve to be on the field. Um, I don't think any of us would argue against his talent. It's just that for whatever reason, he's not getting those opportunities. Um so hopefully Thursday night is a chance for him to get on the field and prove why he does deserve a spot on this roster. You guys think Bradley and I makes a roster? No. Uh, if, you, if you ask me today, no. Yeah. Because think about um, it. I mean, you have Tank, Bradley and I, Rondell Carter, and then you have Dorrance Armstrong. You also have Terrell Basham, uh, Randy Gregory, um, you have a lot of dudes there. Plus, you know, on top of that, you have, you know, Osa, Carlos Watkins, Tristan Hill. You Chauncey have Neville Golson. Gallimore, Chauncey Golson. You have yeah. all of these guys to rush the passer. I, I just don't, I just don't know if he makes it, man. I would yeah. keep, I would keep. And did and I say I, Terrell Basham too? You did, you did. Yeah. Which I'm excited about Terrell Basham. Um, we were gonna maybe talk about him, but I think the last couple couple days and maybe weeks he's been been showing up a little bit more in practice and been getting a little bit more love. But um, I personally would keep Bradley and I over Dorrance Armstrong just because I feel like I know what I have in Dorrance Armstrong and I don't know exactly what I have in Bradley and I. But that's not a knock on Dorrance Armstrong. It's just Dorrance Armstrong will be. Is this his fourth or this is Dorrance Armstrong's third or fourth year? Uh, I believe he was class of 2018. I think. Okay, so he he has yeah. 
this year and next year left on his contract. But I just feel like when you're getting in a situation where this, the cap, you know, no, I think he's in his, he's, he's in his last year of his contract. Okay. If he's in his last year of his contract, I definitely would go Bradley and not over Doran Armstrong because you're probably going to lose him next year anyways, and you're probably not going to get a nice comp pick for him because I don't see him making a lot of money. So from a roster-building perspective, Bradley and I's what-if and Bradley and I's contract will allow him to make it over that for me. But but I kind of agree with you guys. I think for some reason, not that he's a terrible player, but this coaching staff loves Dorrance Armstrong, so it will probably be Armstrong over and I, but I don't know if I would go that way. Um, let's stick on the defensive side of the ball, uh, with Jordan Lewis. He's also been banged up a little bit. Um, hasn't been practicing the last week or so, but started off, um, as a starter in training camp. Dalton, I'll start with you on Lewis. He is such an interesting player because at times he's looked great. At times he's looked awful. He's been banged up. Where are we at with Lewis? I mean, I feel like he's been around for six years at this point five, six years at this point. He received a new contract, which was pretty surprising to a lot of people. Where are we at on him, and what do we think he needs to do in order to show up this this uh, offseason? Uh, he needs to cover wide receivers more consistently. That's <laughs> what he needs to do. Um, he's a really aggressive He's a really aggressive player. I mean, I, I thought that they would maybe try to transition him to free safety um, because I think that that's personally where yeah. he would probably be best. He's really, really good when he gets to come downhill and tackle, and I feel like he can work with guys in the slot from depth as well. Now, and he just plays better with his chest to the the quarterback being able to come forward. So I, I think that he ends up, you know, playing in that that nickel roller, that slot role uh, with Anthony Brown, you know, maybe being that other outside corner uh, alongside Kelvin Joseph. But like with Jordan, man, you just you want to see the consistent play when it comes to him in man coverage. It's just sticking with guys because he is so aggressive. Cole, where are you at on on J. Lou? And do you think he's uh he's primed for a big preseason? I was not shocked. I was a little surprised when they did re-sign him. Um, I figured they were kind of you know reaching that in the secondary. Um, so it shows that they do have some hope for him. I'm kind of with Dalton. I think that he would be best at safety. Um, I do think that I am kind of surprised they haven't given him more looks there. I wonder if. They use the preseason to experiment with that at all, or if they just keep them in this slot. Uh oh, Cole's internet is not is, is right. acting up to If they, they just keep them there, um, I don't. Skip that breakup. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you broke up pretty bad, but we I think we caught the gist of it. I mean, you know, definitely definitely thought we'd see more looks at free safety, um, especially in training camp and stuff like that. But I mean, I feel like before he could really even get started, he you know, he's injured, he's banged up, he's not practicing. So I think for him, like I mean, it sure seems like your outside corners are Trayvon Diggs and Kelvin Joseph. I, I don't even though it's listed differently on depth charts and stuff like that, I just don't see them giving Anthony Brown an outside corner job, you know, over Kelvin Joseph. I wouldn't do that. Um, so I feel like it's going to come down to Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis as a starting nickel. And then, I mean, if Maurice Canada and those guys are playing ball, like you could see Jordan Lewis or Anthony Brown, not make 
the roster out of preseason. Like, I think that's a real realistic possibility to save some money and, and maybe go a little bit younger and, and, and kind of hit a reset button there. But, um, that's, you know, pretty much the, the gist of the defenders we wanted to talk to. We're going to move over to the offensive side of the ball and uh, talk about some of these offensive guys that, that we're kind of hoping, you know, show up in preseason because they maybe necessarily haven't done so, so far in camp. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. First guy I want to start with is the guy that's probably going to be running the whole show for, for preseason. That is QB2 Garrett Gilbert. Saw him last year against Pittsburgh. Looked pretty good. I think he's looked good in, at times in camp. My biggest deal with this is I think people's expectations for backup quarterbacks are way too high. Like, Garrett Gilbert is probably a top 10 backup quarterback in the NFL. But quarterbacks outside of your top 12 of starters are bad. So he's the 40th best quarterback in the NFL, and he's not good. But that's just expectations, adjusting expectations. We can't expect Garrett Gilbert to be Dak Prescott. We can't expect Garrett Gilbert to even probably be Andy Dalton, even though no, at times <laughs> like that's just realistically what we're talking about. So while I don't, you know, I think people are kind of hitting the panic button on the backup quarterback spot. I've seen a lot in practice to be like, you know what? If Garrett Gilbert's got to play two or three games this year or two or three series this year, I don't think the world's going to catch on fire and burn down. So I'm fine with it. Where are you guys at on Garrett Gilbert and how much do you think he needs to show in the Hall of Fame game that he can be QB2? Well, uh, I will start. I will start by saying that I don't care at all about the backup quarterback spot. I don't care. If Dak Prescott gets hurt, your season is over. I don't care. Listen, would I like to have a guy like Andy Dalton who in a COVID year just wants to be at home? Like, You're not going to find that. Not for $3 million. We got Andy at an absolute steal because he didn't want to leave the area. Wanted to live with his family. So I, I think that you just have to expect that if Dak Prescott goes down – you, you hope that Garrett Gilbert can keep them in football games. But if Dak Prescott's going to be gone for any majority of the time, six, eight more games, then just pack up the season. Who cares at that point? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, like you said, Garrett Gilbert isn't an elite backup quarterback, but he isn't a bad, bad backup quarterback either. He was able to show some stuff against Pittsburgh last year. Steelers had a pretty strong defense, um, so that kind of has to give you some confidence going into this season. If Dak does have to miss a quarter or a, a game, but yeah, if it's if he's in this extended time, I don't see uh, unless you're telling me it's like a two or three game stretch. Maybe you can convince me into signing Blake Bortles, but if it's a one game or two game, something like that, I say you just go with Gilbert, and I think he has enough to uh, 
hold things down. And if it's anything more than that, um, say five or so games, then I'm with Dalton. I mean, there's no point to invest any resources into that. Um, your season's pretty much done if Dak does go down for an extended period of time. But I don't think people are upset. I could be wrong. I don't think people are upset about Garrett Gilbert as much as they're more worried about Dak missing games and Garrett Gilbert. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, I think, I mean, I think for me, it's like if, if we were, if we were dealing with a situation with Dak where he was like, you know, if he had like the ankle injury that Wentz has where he's going to need surgery on something or he had a setback with his ankle, like, I feel like that's different. But for me, I just feel like they're being cautious with him. So like, I'm not even... I'm truly not worried about the backup quarterback position yet because mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, yeah, it's his throwing shoulder. I get that. But I mean, like, the kid, like, I coach baseball and pitchers who have a leg injury or have something that hamper their lower half or core, their shoulders are sore after throwing. Like, even if it's like something minor, like, if they have a calf strain and they can pitch and they pitch and they throw, like, their shoulder is going to be more sore after doing bulk work with a leg injury or a core injury. And like, that's just what happened with Dak. Like, I feel like he wasn't able to use his legs while he was throwing a lot. He gets to camp. He's throwing even more. His lower half just isn't in tune and probably in, you know, in shape to throw as much as he'd been throwing. So he's put more stress on his shoulder than he normally does. And just, out of the lower half being out of shape is going to make the core and upper half work differently because he's not getting the mm-hmm. same workload in with that lower half. So to me, it's just a precaution thing. I mean, again, like if it goes to another week or two and they're like, oh, he still can't throw, then I'll start to get more concerned. But for me, it's just I'm not going to be concerned about the backup quarterback until I know I have to be. And that's with a broken bone, with the surgery with a legitimate injury that I think is going to make the quarterback miss a lot of time. But right now I'm still not worried about it. Let's go next guy. we got a few more guys we're going to talk about. The next guy is Blake Jarwin. He was TE1 coming into the 2020 season, had the ACL injury, got ACL surgery. And I feel like his position may be – Maybe maybe in trouble with Dalton Schultz. I'm going to talk about that a little bit too as as we discuss you know how we expect him to maybe come out and play this preseason. But I think going into last year, you were running away with Blake Jarwin as the best tight end on this roster, and then Schultz had a really good 2020 season with uh, backup quarterbacks galore. So, do we think that you know kind of two questions here like. What are we expecting from him? Do we think he'll play in this Hall of Fame game? And if so, are we hoping that he has a big game? And then two, like going into the year, do you think there's a legitimate chance that Dalton Schultz could overtake that that tight end one spot? Oh, I I think Dalton Schultz already probably has. He was here last year, the first year with the regime. They have not seen Blake Jarwin, and everything that we have heard about Dalton Schultz during camp so far has been good just like it was last year when he was thrust into action when we didn't think he was going to be. Now, I still think Blake Jarwin is a good football player, and I think that they are going to split snaps in 11 personnel. I think they'll be played situationally at times. Uh, But at the end of the day, I do think that Dalton Schultz has has kind of uh, usurped him in the pecking order of tight end on the team. 
Is that your opinion, or do you think that's the team's opinion? I think that that's the team's opinion. I Listen, man, I love Blake Jarwin in the little bits that we've seen him, but we've literally only seen those right. little bits. And that's why, you know, Dalton Schultz, for me, just like the coaches, is a sure thing, something that we saw for 16 games last year. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm there, leaning that way, too. I feel like there was a stat, and I could totally be making this up, that like 90% of Blake Jarwin's production has just come against the Giants. <laughs> Like his career production has just been in like that's possible, yeah. Like the two or three games that he's played against the Giants. But Cole, where are you at on Blake? It is for his team suck. Yeah, um, I think I'm with the adjusting. Like almost all of his production is against New York. Um, I think um, I think the idea of Blake Jarwin might be better than Blake Jarwin at this point in Cowboys fans' uh, minds. He has the athleticism and he has the upside. He's shown some flashes, obviously. That's what excites us. But he hasn't put together a full season. Um, he hasn't. I mean, last year he was hurt, and he's never been a go-to guy tied in for a consistent season where he produced game in and game out. And uh, kind of like Dalton was saying, Schultz is a safe option. You know what you're going to get from him. He's not going to do anything exciting. But he was reliable last year, even playing with – four different quarterbacks and he did show some um big time potential in that falcons game he produced in a big way and was a big factor in that comeback win um i i we kind of discussed a little bit last week i don't think you can go wrong with either one um but i definitely think i think blake jarwin does need a strong uh preseason starting on thursday in, or, in order to hold off um in dolan choice for that starting spot but i don't think you go wrong with either one i think the cowboys are pretty set at tight end yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, let's go with these offensive linemen. Uh, we're kind of going to lump these guys in together, but we're talking obviously about not the big three. So your Connor Williams, your Tyler Biotishes, your Matt Farniox, your Josh Balls, like Terrence Steele, Brandon Knight. Kind of going to lump all of those guys in together here because we feel like outside of Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, and I don't know if Lyle Collins is going to play in the Hall of Fame game. But I think maybe getting him some reps this preseason would be nice because it's been a while since he's been on the field. So, you know, I really want to talk about the other handful of guys, especially the young guys, Josh Ball, uh, Matt Farniak, um, and then maybe the second-year guys in Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight. But uh, Tyler Biotish, too, you know, rookie last year, first, you know, year coming in, earning that starting role with, you know, no Joe Looney here. Connor Williams as well. Um, you know, there, there's some talk about him possibly playing a lot of center maybe in this preseason. But uh, I'll start. You know, I think it's big for Tyler Biotish because while we feel like he played relatively well in his rookie year, there's been some reports coming out of camp that he hasn't been the best. He struggled a little bit with dealing with power. He hasn't looked the quickest and most explosive off the ball. Um, so I think for him, like, he needs to come out. He needs to be – you know, hopefully he's you know fully recovered from all those injuries that kind of slowed him down in college. It looked like he was past them last year in his rookie season, um, but he needs to come out. He needs to have a good preseason. That unit needs to get back to you know being a top seven eight unit in the league. Uh, we feel really good about Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith when they're healthy. Zach Martin's one of, if not the best offensive line in football. So it's really going to come down, in my opinion, to Connor Williams, Tyler Biotish, and then we can even throw Connor McGovern in there because we feel like he could play a uh, important role in this team, whether it be at guard or center. So 
I think they all three of those guys need really good preseasons, and I think it's even important for your Tynus Seckies to show like they're playing better because it sounds like he's had a rough start to camp. So we need to figure out who's going to be that swing tackle, whether it's Ty Naseki, Brandon Knight, Terrence Steele. It sounds like they might be trying to play Brandon Knight inside. So it's probably going to come down to Terrence Steele and Ty Naseki, um, a young guy and then a veteran. So I think those that swing tackle spot's going to be huge with an aging veteran and Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins, who's dealt with some injuries the last few years. So really that's probably what I'll be paying the most attention, uh, attention to this preseason is who can earn that, that, uh, that starting swing tackle, I say starting, but that swing tackle job, um, to replace Tyron Smith or Lyle Collins, if they deal with injuries. I agree. Um, <laughs> man, no, that was a, that was a long, that was a long monologue there. That was a lot to intake. Uh, for, for me, for me, man, I I, I do want to see all of these offensive linemen except for Tyron Smith. Um, I don't need to see Zach Martin at all either. Uh, but I would really like to see Connor Williams in at center. Although I believe Connor Williams is going to end up playing at left guard to start the the season for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, again, a big year or a big uh, camp uh, preseason for Tyler Biotish. Uh, outside of that, man. Tynaseki for me is going to be the swing tackle. I have pretty pretty good faith in that. And then Steele will will be behind him, still developing. Uh, and that's about all I got to say about that. Cole, wrap us up on these offensive linemen so we can watch some preseason football in a few hours. Yeah, y'all summed it up pretty well. Um, the two people I'll be looking at the most uh, will probably be Tyler, or excuse me, Connor McGovern. I'm going to say Tyler McGovern. Connor McGovern, um, I think he played pretty well down the stretch last year, and he showed some signs of being able to grow into a reliable player on the offensive line. I want to see him continue doing that. It sounds like he's having a strong camp as well. Um, and then uh, Terrence Steele is a guy. He was got beat up by us fans um, a lot last year, but he was put in a bad position. Shouldn't have ever been in that situation, situation to begin with. Um, I'm hoping that maybe being thrown into the fire uh, kind of pays off for the Cowboys. Um, obviously, you don't have to start him with the Collins and Tyron Smith there, but I'm hoping that he does have a strong preseason to where you aren't scared to death um, with him out on the football field. Um, so those, those are the two guys I'll be uh, watching the most uh, in the trenches. Sounds like we agree a whole lot tonight, boys. Hopefully that changes because these are boring when we all think the same thing and don't yell at Oh, each other. once the football starts, we'll we start have debates. We'll, we'll start to, to uh, <laughs> yell at each other. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're, no we're, we're literally, when, when this hits your ears, we'll be almost 24 hours away from being able to talk about real life football. So we can't wait. Uh, we're hoping that everybody stays healthy this preseason. Knock on wood, we don't have anything really hamper the the starting lineup by the start of the season but uh we're excited to get some football back on the tv some some real football to talk about so we'll see you guys next week and we'll probably be recapping some of this hall of fame game and then getting ready for the uh the real preseason uh the you know we'll start to get some of these real preseason games in and see some of these uh young guys work in so we can't wait for that to all kick off and get started we'll be back next week we are talking the star